Theoretically, many experts may tell you a recession is the worst time to start a business, but I'm gonna give you 10 reasons why this is the perfect time for you to start a business. Stick around till the very end. I'm gonna give you a PDF with all the notes from today's content. And if you get value from the video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Having said that, pruning season is here, which means five things happen during a recession and market crash. Number one, bad companies go out of business. Number two, it creates room for new companies to grow. Number three, starts a decade or so of growth. Number four, no more overpriced talent. And number five, access to talent previously unavailable. These five things are great opportunities for new businesses, small businesses, and entrepreneurs. So now, 10 reasons why this is a great time to start a business for yourself. Number one, when a season like this show up, unfortunately, many people don't make it, which means there is less competition. Anytime there's less competition, if you got a better story, you're able to get in front of customers better. So again, Point number one, during a recession, there is less competition, bigger opportunity for you if you can survive and thrive during this type of a season. Point number two, all in mentality. Unfortunately, and fortunately, when times like this comes up, recession, market crash, backs against the wall, people don't have a choice but to be all in because they have to pay the bills, they have to survive, they have to fight, there is no choice. So a, a, a climate like this attracts a team of people that are, are willing to say, let's roll up the sleeves, listen man, this ain't good times, we gotta go out there and fight, and everybody has a higher all-in mentality during a season like this than when it's a perfect season. Point number three, access to good talent. So when a market turns and it's kind of like it is today, good talent gets fired, Amazon just laid off 180,000 people, banks are letting people go up, Facebook's not hiring people right now, Google's telling people you better come in or else a lot of companies are letting go of people. This is not like they're getting rid of their bad people, they're just getting rid of people because they have to get rid of people. What does that mean to you? Talent is out there and typically at a lower cost than it was before when the market was great. So for a startup or a new business, you can get talent at a reasonable price today that you couldn't get a year or two years ago. Point number four, everything is cheaper today when it comes down to vendors. For example, if you wanna get office space today, there's plenty of office space, plenty of markets that you can get typically discounted when the market is a little bit you know, uncertain about what's gonna be happening. Vendors, less customers, they need business, they're willing to talk to you. For me, I started my insurance company in 2009. I'll never forget the meeting I had with AIG. I'm having a meeting with AIG, they got 20 executives sitting that fly out to their office in Houston, and they're all sitting there, and every second of the day, the news is talking about AIG is going out of business. And me, I need a contract with an insurance carrier. So I'm sitting in a corner of the table by myself, everybody's sitting around, I'm writing stuff on the board, trying to get them to do business with me. Finally, one of the guys says, listen, let's just face it, we need someone right now to write our business because people don't want to write AIG, and you need somebody that gives you a contract. We think we got a perfect marriage. And he was right. They gave me a contract because nobody else was giving it to me. I was a smaller company, newer company, and they needed somebody to write their business, and we were willing to do it. It became a perfect match. We got the opportunity. They got the win. Everybody moved on. But if the market was great, that may have not happened. Point number five, it takes a downturn to find out who's real and who's not. The reality of it is, when I was saying this is a pruning season, we don't really know who's real and who's not. We don't really know who's tough and who's not. Running a business is very, very, very hard. 
Don't let anybody fool you. For every one person that makes it, 98 go out of business. Just keep that, that in mind. It's not like one of these things where everybody goes out there and does it. So for you, if you're sitting there saying, man, I don't know if I want to go out there and start a business. No problem. Go find somebody that isn't team up with them. But the reality of it is, if you are somebody that's not afraid of hard work, if you are somebody with a real vision, if you are somebody that's willing to pay the price, this is the perfect season for you. Point number six, it takes times like this to reveal the real disruptors. By the way, what do I mean by this? When season is like this and everybody is scared and things are breaking, you're able to see, if I was running it that way, I would have done this. Ooh, if I had done, I would have done it this way. Ooh, what if we did it this way? Oh, what if we did it that way? This is a, like, for example, education. We had a podcast that we did on education today and the whole conversation was, if all these things are broken today, what if somebody actually produced a great university where you truly wanted your kids to go there? Because when people came out of that school, they were stronger, they were leaders, they were doing great. You would want them to go in there, right? Well, it takes an economy like this, a climate like this for education and universities that are getting called out left and right for somebody to come and disrupt it. So for you, whatever industry it may be, you may be looking at an industry saying, I would have done it in a very different way. This is a perfect season for disruptors to be born. If that's you, perfect time for you. Point number seven, cheaper equipment due to more bankruptcies. So I had a friend of mine that one day, this is in 2008, all of a sudden he says, Pat, take a look at the gym I just bought. I said, what are you talking about? He says, come take a look at my gym. I go to his place. He's got unbelievable equipment. The guy prior to him bought this gym. He bought state-of-the-art equipment, spent like a half a million dollars for this massive gym. He came, he bought it pennies on the dollar. I think he spent less than like $80,000 on the equipment. All in-house, the equipment was only used for three or four years. He took it over. Why? Because there's a lot of discounts right now for people that couldn't, build it, couldn't make it in business. We just went and looked at a property, right? A 150,000 square foot building that we may make an offer on or not. And they're asking, here's what we're asking, here's what we're asking. I said, listen, I'll make a cash offer of $22 million right now if you want to. And like, well, there's no way we're going to be doing that. No problem. It's okay because I don't need this building, but I'll make a cash offer of $22 million. Point is, everything is discounted during times like this. So if you are starting a business, you don't have to buy, buy things at full price. Things are discounted by others who weren't good operators, and the market doesn't favor good operators. The whole concept of this is somebody may say, well, Pat, isn't that kind of cold? It's not. I learned very quickly when I went to summer league to see if I can play for my basketball team, even though I'm 6'4", six, 6'5", six, by the time it was done, guess what? I was not ready and they didn't put me on the team. As big as I was, as tall as I was, as fast as I was, I did not make it. It was a pruning process. That means I'm not meant to be a basketball player, just like a lot of people are not meant to be operators. Everybody can go out there and find out if they're an operator. If you do, if you have the cuts and courage and you say, I'm going to do it, or you're going to par partner with somebody, this is a good time and things will be discounted. That's just the reality of it. Number eight, investors have fewer opportunities to invest in. What does this mean? When again, pruning season comes in and a lot of people don't make it, investors don't have a lot of opportunities because not a lot of people are starting businesses during that time. You know, just a year and a half ago, oh, you can invest 100 million in this, 5 million in this, 2 million in this, a million in this, a half a million in this. There aren't that many opportunities during downturns, which if you are somebody that's putting up numbers during a season like this, it is a lot easier to get the attention of investors today than maybe you would have gotten two years ago in a great market. Point number nine, incumbents became lazy. What do I mean by this? If you're getting into a marketplace and say somebody went on a seven year run and the company grew, their business is doing very, very well, typically success 
makes people lazy. Unfortunately, a lot of times people are like, oh my God, look how we're doing, look how much money I'm making. They golf six days a week, they golf five days a week, they sleep in, they go home earlier. Most people compete that way. So when you do come in and you choose to compete, you're making them work. Listen to me, I'm gonna give you something, a little bit of an insight. Nothing is more exciting as a competitor when I make my competitors work. It's so awesome when you do that. When your competitor sits there and they're like, man, I've been free for the last five years. No one's been saying anything to me. I've been sleeping in, I've been kicking back, I've been drinking, I've been partying. What the hell is this new business doing making me go to work? They don't like that. This is an opportunity for you to make them go to work because quite frankly, a lot of people haven't been working for a long time. They've just been acting like it. So the success makes it seem like they're working. They have not been working. You come in, you're not afraid of work. You see blind spots, perfect opportunity for you to go out and do something with your business. Point number 10, the opportunity to stretch a dollar. So what does this really mean? If you're born in a wealthy family and the family is rich and it's like, well, how much is this thing? 800 bucks, I'll take it, right? But if you're born in a poor family and somebody says, how much is this thing? $800, $800? Yeah, why? I can only afford to give you 450. 450? Yeah, I can't give it to you for 450. Man, I can't do nothing about that. That's all I got. I'll give it to you for 650. Nope. Most I can go is 550. All right, whatever. Take it at 550. See, the guy that's got money would have taken it at 800, but the guy that doesn't have money and is trying to stretch a dollar just saved $250. When you start a company, everybody who's part of that startup learns how to stretch the dollar in every possible way. Your competitors that have been around for a while with a lot of cash in the bank account, they don't know how to stretch the dollar. That's an edge for you. I was straight up with you. If you got value from today's video, give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. If you want the PDF, click here to get the PDF. And if you want to watch another video, I highly recommend you watching during a season like this. It's called Grandmaster Entrepreneur. It's a speech I gave in Long Beach a few years ago. Click here to watch that video. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.